Promo Insiders, the ASI media podcast that covers the issue that matters most to the promotional products industry. I'm Teresa Hagel for ASI, and today we have a topic that stands to affect every distributor in the industry, scams. So there's been a rash of scam attempts aimed at distributors of late, and my colleague, Chris Ruvo, who's our guest today, um, he's been reporting on this extensively, you know, talking about all the different like cons and things that have been happening. So he's here to tell us about what's going on and how distributors can protect themselves. So Chris, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you, Teresa. And of course, this is a live. So if you guys have questions while we're talking, um, please feel free to type them into the chat and we'll get to them as we have time. But let's just get started. So what is the word on scams? Like what evidence is there that they are pro proliferating? So um, uh, quite a bit. And, and the short answer is we've just been receiving uh, a rash, I think you could say, a rash of reports from distributors throughout the industry um, uh, on all different parts of the country that, they've be, that they're being targeted with these particular types of, um, of, of scams, uh, namely uh, 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 criminals posing as legitimate buyers, actual real people who work for actual real companies or, or you know, education institutions trying to um, get large quantity of products sent to them and then never never actually paying for them. Um, uh, I want to say the first uh, report of this came uh, a few weeks ago from a distributor and after we kind of put that initial report out, we were contacted you know through social media, through email, through phone calls by distributors all over saying, hey, we experienced you know similar things and we either got unfortunately, you know, conned, or we were able to identify it. But the fact of the matter is there was this outpouring of um, people saying that they were, or industry companies saying that they were being targeted. Yeah, yeah. So have have the scams been successful? Have distributors actually been conned? Yes, um, unfortunately. Certainly not in every case, but um, there's been some very high profile, uh, unfortunate examples. Um, in, in one instance, there was a distributor um, in the South uh, who thought they were doing business with uh, Tarleton State University, that's in Texas. And um, they had actually had this university as a client, so they really did not have a, a lot of cause to suspect that this was, you know, um, criminals targeting them. Uh, anyway, they, they were ultimately taken for about $70,000. There was another distributor uh, based in the Midwest, um, very similar scenario, except this time they thought that they were dealing with a utility company down in Florida and um, ultimately ended uh, shipping out about $60,000 worth of uh, sound bars to this uh, to, and being out that money. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously there's been a rash of, of new cases, but scam attempts directed at Promo are, are nothing new, right? So mm -hmm. what makes things different this time around? So I think what makes it different, and this, this isn't, you know, this isn't our supposition, this is what we're hearing from folks in the industry, is that it seems like these these scammers are organized that it's that it's not it may sound a little dramatic but it's that this it's actually a racket that it like you know it meets the definition of racketeering that there's that there's an organized group and or groups that um that are specifically targeting targeting our industry and they've gotten more sophisticated um in how they target our industry they've gotten better at posing as legitimate buyers they know a lot of our buying processes. They know about purchase orders and they know about credit references and they know how to pose fairly well as actual real buyers in the real world. And because of that, uh, because of that level of organization, 
And because of that sophistication that they're now exhibiting, that's different than maybe in the past where you got an email and it was like, hi, please send me, you know, like 150,000, you know, power banks or whatever it might be. Send to this address. Here's my billing. And like you can more readily identify those things as scams. These have much more of a veneer of validity to them. Yeah, they've done some homework, it looks like, to know. Because, I mean, if they're, they're actually finding the person who would be the person purchasing promo products from various organizations So yes. and, and posing as them. So it's not like it's just a random person saying, oh, yeah, I'm from Ohio State, you know, send me this stuff. And yeah, I think another, another thing you had mentioned, if I'm recalling from the stories you wrote, was that they will ask for some branded stuff too, which is unusual because usually like if it was just a bunch of blanks they're asking for that, that raises a red flag. But if they're asking for things with the logo on it, that can sort of muddy the waters a little. Yeah. Uh, that's a fantastic point that uh, a lot of times in the past and um, uh, these people who are trying to get stuff to sell on the black market, they would ask for blanks because the, the blanks are less traceable, number one. And then, um, you know, number two, just easier to, to sell and, you know, in, on that black market. But now they have, um, they're, they're asking for branded product um, as, as well. And that seems to set off large alarm bells. Maybe if you got an order for, hey, I want 50,000, you know, speakers um, blank, you might be a little suspicious about that. But if it's 50,000 and it's, and it's, and it's from somebody who's saying they're a buyer for a university and they have a, you know, and that person actually is that who they're impersonating actually is a real buyer and they're saying they want it branded and they're sending you vector art and things like that. It, it, it really does seem like it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is there a typical formula to the scams? I think we've talked about this a little already, but are there patterns that people can look out for? Yeah, I think the, um, you know, I think the pattern that we've seen recently is they're finding um, you know, real people, as, as we've said a few times, who actually work for certain companies or for educational institutions, usually colleges. Um, they're then doctoring up an email address that looks very similar to the to the actual person's, you know, email address. Um, they're then, uh, you know, making these these requests, usually for large quantities of product. It has often been technology products, like say, like speakers or something like that, but not just. It's also been mugs in one instance um, or drinkware that uh, they wanted as well. So, um, so it's this it's this posing as a real buyer from a real institution, um, spoofing the email address, you know, making it look like a, a real one, and then really trying to move forward looking like they are that buyer through things like submitting um, a purchase order. Although upon closer inspection, you find out the purchase order is not actually what that company would, or an educational institution would provide as a purchase order. So things like that um, make it harder to identify, but that's that's been the pattern. Um, I'll give you just one for instance. Um, in this case, thankfully, the, the distributor was not scammed, but um, there's a buyer at Ohio, not Ohio State, but Ohio University, uh, Michael Pidcock. He's a real human being who really works in purchasing for Ohio University. And people and these scammers have seized his name and they've been using it to target to target, you know, various distributors. Um, so it's just um, it, it's scary because it's it's harder to pick out because these are real people. So, I mean, what are some things distributors can do to keep from getting victimized and what are some other like red flags that they can kind of look for to, to weed out these bad actors? Yeah. Um, so some of them, I think, I think just based on what we said, you probably can in, in, infer some of it already. Right. Like, so number one is you want to pay extremely close attention to the, um, to the email address. Um, you know, if, if, if the email, you want to take that email. So if it's a new, uh, 
new client request, go online, go to the actual, you know, um, company or school's uh, website, try to find this person's actual real email address on there. And then and if you can find their phone number, even better, and then contact them directly through that official um, address to confirm that they um, that they have in fact contacted you because if it's legitimate then they're going to get back to you and say oh yeah that was me if if not they're going to you're going they're going to tell you no you could also too um, even go kind of above them you could try to confirm with with a, a corporate office or um, you know a, or the per, or a purchasing another purchasing person at the um, university that somebody is actually who they say they are and that they, the, this request is. Um, is out there. So those, those are some of the things you could do as far if you could nip it in the bud at the email stage, that's, that's, that's probably, um, you know, that's probably the best thing uh, to do. Um, but still there's other things you could do as well. So like, and I'm just bringing up some of my notes here, bear with me half a second. Um, like they'll say, like they'll send now they've gotten so sophisticated. I mentioned that they, that they'll send uh, credit references as well. And um, you know, a lot of distributors, this is a new client. It's a large prospect. They're maybe understaffed or, or extremely busy and stretched. You're not necessarily o- always checking those credit references as as, as you probably should. Um, do that. <laughs> actually take that. Yeah. Actually take the step to if if they've actually gone so far as to send you credit references, check them and and look into them to make sure that they're that they're actually um, legitimate. So that'd be another kind of big big thing. Um, we mentioned that branded products are being requested too. So don't have a false sense of security. Don't think that, oh, well, they're actually um, provide, they've provided me with this vector art and they want, they want branded products. How could this possibly, you know, be a, a, a scam? Scammers wouldn't want that. Well, in fact, in, in cases now they, they do. So, um, so, so be sure to be aware of that. Um, another thing too is, um, and this is where it gets really tricky, is that uh, some of these scammers are, they may have obtained vendor lists. Okay. So they may have obtained the university or organization or organization's vendor list. So they're actually going, going through that and contacting vendors on that list because they know that you have a pre-existing relationship with, um, with that particular institution and that you therefore may be less apt to see something as a scam. So a big way you could potentially detect a scam is if you've worked with a buyer in the past and suddenly this buyer is contacting you from a new email address and or with a new phone number, that should set off a little alarm bell and you should go back, find whatever your previous contact information was for them and contact what should then be the legitimate buyer. And that would be a quick way of kind of um, p- picking this off uh, as well. Um, so many other things you could do. Um, due diligence on, on purchase orders. Um, they're, uh, they are um, now submitting in cases uh, actual real pur- purchase orders. Um, however, um, they'll put like names, like di- different sign-offs on it. And in some cases, it will actually be other people that work at the institution that, that have supposedly signed off. But in some cases, there are names on there that have no connection with um, an institution or a company. So that could be a huge red flag. If you've, if you've looked up, you say, hey, this person signed off on this purchase order, but I went through it at LinkedIn. I went through the company website. I can't identify this person. That, that, could, be, um, that could be a red flag as well. Um, another thing is if 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 it's a matter of you've worked with a particular um, client um, in the past, you might want to go back to previous purchase orders that you have from them and compare it to the purchase order you've now gotten on this um, this new request. And if they're different in some way, then that should raise a red flag too. And at that point, you should go. You should contact you know 
that that buyer that client through the, through the older information you have from them if you haven't already done so to then find out if this is um this is legitimate so those are all big big things i will add and i know i'm going on a bit here Therese, but there's so much with this and i think it's such an important issue for for um people in our industry is if you can take it out of email and actually have com you know phone conversations at some point too i think that that could be helpful in potentially identifying red flags and then lastly you really want to make sure this is this is more for the executives out there that your the insurance that you carry for your company would would carry would cover frauds like this so in the case of the one distributor who was out sixty thousand dollars um their insurance company said they're not going to cover this they said the goods were not taken um from a warehouse and the particular type of coverage that they had did not cover to the cover the theft so they're they're out that money <laughs> yeah and i mean i think you know at asi of course we get you know, fraud, like um, phishing training, like sure. every, every few months. So it would seem to me that that distributors sh could maybe incorporate these like fraud techniques, like techniques to identify fraud and incorporate that right that into their, you know, phishing training or, or whatever kind of like uh, cybersecurity training that their employees are, are getting or should be getting if they're not. You're you're a hundred percent correct. Like just we, you know, if you're most companies are like you say are doing smart things with where it comes to, hey, don't click on the. This is a suspicious file. This is a suspicious mm -hmm. email. Don't click on that. You're going to launch malware that cripples our system, which is happening at greater rates too in our industry. But that's a whole other discussion. But as you get training for for those kind of things, you should also be training um, sales reps, people in purchasing, people in um, you know credit and collections, how to I identify these these types of um, scams. And yeah. so much of it is playing on your psychology too, because you get very excited. You're getting a big order like, oh, this is, mm -hmm. you know, this is awesome. I want to, you know, make some money. I want to mm -hmm. like do this for my company. But then that kind of shuts some like parts of your brain off that should be, you know, looking for, for red flags. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So is there anything that suppliers can do to help with this situation? Yeah, I, I, I think that, um, you know, obviously, if there's a large, if there's an order for a large quantity of blanks, even though we, we know that they're ordering branded products too, that, that should be a huge red flag. And the supplier should at least maybe bump the distributor a little bit and say, Hey, are you sure that this is, this is a legitimate thing? You know, you really, you know, these, these scams do exist, you know, cause even though we've been reporting on it and other media outlets in our industry have, and, um, People in our industry are certainly aware and talking amongst themselves and social media, et cetera, on this. Not everybody is aware that this is going on. So, um, it, it, like, if you have your actual, uh, you know, supplier partner saying, "Hey, are you sure that this is a legitimate request?" You know, that 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 could be um, helpful. Um, you know, excuse me. I think um, another thing too, just just along similar lines, where the, where the supplier is, if they've if they've had experiences with certain types of products that have been requested at certain type of quantities. Um, being, um, you know, attached to, to ripoffs basically in the past, it might, even if they are branded, you might in, in the new request, it could be helpful to just say to the distributor, be aware that these things are, that these things are happening. Another thing is that the suppliers can almost act similar to what, to what we do, where we're trying to get information out to the industry. Suppliers are in routine communication, either through emails or marketing, um, newsletters they might do with their, um, distributors go ahead and share ASI's, you know, content on this, you know, or if they, if they're so inclined, create their own to talk about their own experiences, just to just help educate distributors that these things are out there. And in the long run, that, that, that helps 
indemnify the whole industry a little bit against against right. fraud. Right, because you could think, oh, this is just a distributor problem, but it's it affects everyone. Um, it yeah, it, I mean, it totally does because, like, like you know, in a for instance, you know, thankfully some of these distributors that we're taking advantage of are, are in fairly strong financial positions, and as much as they don't want to absorb it, they're capable of. If you're a smaller, small, like super small mom and pop shop, you might uh, an, an eighty thousand, hundred thousand dollar hit it could could be devastating. You know, like, and now that supplier doesn't have you as a customer anymore. You know, right, so it right. really does. It, it really does hurt the whole industry if, um, if these if these things are allowed to uh, to proliferate. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for for talking with us today about scams, and hopefully everybody learned something and won't get scammed again. Yeah. All right, Teresa. Thank you so much. <laughs>